Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Khalil Wanda in the building. What up, people? It's Agard. Thanks for joining us on the Reggae Lover Podcast. Big up to our live listeners right now on Nice Up Radio. Yeah, shout out to everybody listening on all streaming platforms across the world. Today's show is going to be a wrap-up of the year 2020. We're going to talk about the highs, some of our favorite content, songs, moments in the world of dancehall and reggae. And then, um, you know, maybe do a little foreshadowing. We've tried to do that in the past, but... Honestly, nobody, none of us really knows what <laughs> the next few months will bring, what 2021 is going to bring as we're in this global pandemic and definitely the, uh, the heights of unpredictability. Yeah, man. The tea leaves are very foggy. For real. But um, if you're listening to us right now, again, give thanks. Hope you're safe. Stay safe. Hopefully, you know, you can experience abundance and increase and in, prosperity and all that and health and wealth despite the circumstances right now yeah man all right so we'll start with all right let's do this one what about new new artists okay yeah who's your top new artist that kind of emerged this year in dancehall reggae you know male female what you got see the thing is i've been put on to artists but they're not new artists okay so I'll just have to say what new artist to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, tell you the truth, you you knew of her for years, but I haven't known about her until mainly this year, Savannah. Okay. I mean, I guess technically she had her first project. No, she's had projects before, right? Yeah, she had an EP before. So, but she now with indignation, she's a, she's a rising star. Yeah. One of those artists that really captures your attention when you hear her voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. For me, one artist that came on my radar earlier this year was Stock Ashley. Okay. When we were doing research for our our episode entitled Major Label Love, mm-hmm. where we talked about the resurgence of Caribbean-based or Caribbean genre artists being signed to major labels and we talked about the Indignation uh, Collective being signed to RCA. Talked about Shensia and Jada, yeah, she, Jada Kingdom yeah. and some of those highlights from the year. But yeah, Stock Ashley, she's definitely got a buzz going right now. International artist with that, you know, R&B flavor mixed with the dance hall. 
So I think people are anticipating her releases. She doesn't have like a ton of stuff out. And, you know, this is not the first year that she's been active, but I think this is the year that she's really kind of made the most strides in, in getting that spotlight. Yeah, I like her stuff. Yeah. Chanel Muir. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. Chanel M-U-I-R. Yeah, she's another breakout artist from this year. She's been doing some touring and stuff lately in the pandemic. She was here in ATL. Um, I think she's going to be in New York or just in New York as, as well for a recent release. She's got the attention. She's like kind of like the W Magnum for this year. Okay. Yeah, she has a song called Yamabella that's, you know, pretty big. Also Intense for the dancehall heads, you know what I mean? I never really heard of Intense before this year, so... <laughs> But a lot of people talking about him for being controversial, you know, bleaching his skin, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got like a lot of the, the raunchy lyrics, the, the gunman lyrics and, and all that. I'm kind of in that cartel space, that um, Tommy Lee kind of space. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's definitely been talked about a lot for 2020. It's crazy this year. You know, last year we were talking about like the events that we enjoyed and... <laughs> dance of the year and promoter of the year and that kind of thing so if i had to say uh, a promoter of, of the year for 2020 you know looking at things the way it's moved to being online i would shout out walshi fire for major mm -hmm. laser because he's almost as soon as the pandemic began began he i mean the lockdown began he launched the soundclash.com website and social media and started organizing sound clashes online. Yeah, Quarantine Clash. Yeah, so he put out the the Quarantine Clash, which was an international series culminating, you know, with a with a trophy at the end for um, yeah, and a pay per view event. Exactly, you know, using Twitch and YouTube, like multiple platforms, having the in, you know hosts in different locations and everybody remote linking up to do it. That was the first major one that was, you know, really recognized. And I think the success of that led to the No Jingbang tournament, which just wrapped up re recently, um, which we've talked about as being notable because it was sponsored by Serato. In this day and age, to have events online and then having pay-per-view events that do well, that's no small feat to accomplish especially the technical aspect of it, you know? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know, the first one, it was kind of a test. Then they worked out all of the technical difficulties because, you know, a lot of DJs didn't have the technical setup to be able to stream quality audio over the Internet. You know, you had a lot of situations where people would just like have a microphone, you know, and the speakers would be playing. And obviously, very quickly, it became evident that uh, the, the quality wasn't there, you know. So right away, there was a run on iRigs where iRigs weren't available. And then people had to find different auxiliary cables to be able to, you know, have quality audio coming from your phone directly, actually coming from your sound system directly into your phone in a, in a, in a good way. There's all types of stuff with attenuators. It was a, it was a l- little bit of a technical hurdle. And Walshy and his crew, I think, were the quickest to kind of get on that in a substantial way and make sure that everybody had a, had a good setup. And that's going to remain like a vital factor for the foreseeable future when we're talking about doing online events with sound, you know, that's, that's crucial. You know, it's just, it's the same as if you have a a concert somewhere and, you know, your amps blow (laughs) and your sound system is not playing right. It's, you know, the same thing in a virtual sense. So coordinating that, but then also just the promotion, you know, the ability to get the word out, that's huge. So, you know, shouts out to, to Walshi for that. And, you know, what comes to mind, is the to me it just seems like sound clash is more viable than the regular dance hall party juggling you know format online because you can organize this in a way where yeah most of these sounds most of the you know it's dub plates you're playing dub plates so it's technically it's not you know it may or may not be copyright infringement <laughs> so you know you're in terms of your streams getting ter- taken off air and things like that for playing copyrighted material i think when you're playing dub plates and the more customized songs and stuff are being played versus the regular music that's available everywhere i think that that's a plus for sound clashing in that way um also sound clash is something that you sit down and listen <laughs> i mean you don't necessarily sit down and listen but when you go to a clash it's not like you're going to find a dance partner and hit the dance floor and twirl and do all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really standing up watching what the sounds are doing. So now Mm -hmm. that we're in our homes or, you know, wherever we are on our phones or our devices and we can just connect and watch, it's the same, you know, we're basically doing the same thing. And then with the chat rooms and the comments, you know, we can give feedback and give forwards and stuff like that and and give the feedback to the DJ. Obviously, it's not the same as being there live in terms of the energy, but it's still it's still viable. I mean, it's still doable. So, yeah, I I agree with everything you just said, you know, especially with the the technical aspects of having moderators. And, you know, now they've had it to where Zoom meetings, you have the waiting rooms and, you know, all of these things. So it's it's you know, how much has been done in less than a year, it's kind of amazing yeah. that how many people caught on and how people how many people are doing it right. But I I love to see that, 
you know, things are a lot more organized. And when the audio comes out, you know, for example, even when you talk about, you know, we talk about LP, Real Talk, we talk about Team Torment, you know, when their audio comes out, it's crystal clear. I mean, I listen to it in my car and I feel like I'm in a dance, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the, the engineers out there, you know, working it out to where, you know, you have big sound coming through a cell phone, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, let's do another category, like separate like DJ of the year, dance hall and, um, and reggae artist of the year. So let's go into those. I haven't picked out just one definitive person, but you know, I think that these are the people that would be in the category for me, um, that I'd Mm -hmm. have to mention. So for the dance hall, you know, DJ of the year for male, I got vibes cartel. Okay. Cartel released an album in the summertime, and since then, he's been continually releasing music. Got a brand new song that came out, like, yesterday as we're recording this, that's on reggae top 100 iTunes charts. Cartel has remained visible. He's remained one of the top um, artists on mixtapes for the genre for this year. One of the most talked about artists. And if there are parties going on wherever they're going on, his songs are in the mix. You know what I mean? Definitely. Also, I have Stylo G. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yes. I mean, obviously, I was going to say him in terms of honorable mention, but yeah, I agree with you on the cartel thing. Yeah, yeah. But Stylo G, you know, he would have to be in that category, you know, big up to Mm -hmm. the UK. Uh, He's been representing, he's had a, a strong couple of years where almost everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> so, so big up Stylo G. Um, who else? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, also Popcon. You know what I mean? The Fix Tape came out this year. Poppy IC is featured on Megan Thee Stallion's album, featured on Protégé's EP. His own project's got a lot of collabs, you know what I'm saying, on it. And he's continued to remain very visible. His social media game is definitely very active. You know what I'm saying? So those would be who I'll put in the category for male dance hall artist of the year. Uh, I think Governor has definitely stepped up his game this year, past few years, actually. True. You know, he's doing it smart. And I, I think um, he's showing some of the more veteran artists, like, yo, y'all got to step up. You know what I'm saying? Where, where's Idonia? You know, where's Massacre? You know what I'm saying? These, these artists, like, Governor is really stepped into the fray you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely i'd agree with that one Play yourself for the females well i mean you know where i stand shansia <laughs> ray yeah man <laughs> i'm a shansia fan i don't know all of her music but you know i'm a fan of what she's doing you know Shen Yang. yeah man um in terms of artists yeah shansia i'm gonna mention spice and coffee mm-hmm because, I mean, I think you, you can't go around either of them. Right. Obvious, Especially coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons. And if I had to say, you know, a fourth person, it would probably be Jada. Yeah, Jada's interesting, though, because, like, she's kind of in her own category. She's a different artist from the rest of them, in my opinion. Because she's more of a singer. I don't consider her a sing J. I would consider her a sing J. I know. It's, it's, I think they're very different. A little bit over. They are different. They're all different, but I think her and Shensia are are closer than, you know, Spice well, and Coffee. 
Yeah, Shensia DJs more than sings, but she DJs and sings. And I think Jada sings more than she DJs, but she DJs and sings. Right. That's that. That'll just be my distinction. But yeah, all those are great artists. Yeah, man. So they they continue to do their thing despite the circumstances. Not easy to do. It's just not easy to do. I mean, in order to pull off what these people that we're talking about are doing, especially Cartel. I'm not even going to mention Cartel again. Cartel is just in a bubble, a.k.a. a jail cell. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you could be a great artist, just like any other industry that's been impacted. You know, you could be an awesome comedian. You could have, you could be a chef, an excellent, you know, restaurant, an excellent service business, whatever it is. Like you... Right now, in order to be still succeeding and firing on all cylinders, you would have had to have been poised to be able to use the internet at a very effective level um, and incorporate that into your business model. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and everybody's not capable of doing that, obviously. Yeah. Interestingly enough, like I think coffee's the one who kind of uses that the least, yet has gained the most in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm. Because coffee's, you know, internet presence is, to me, is very sparse, mm-hmm. but it's very calculated. Whereas somebody like Shensia, somebody like Spice and Jada, you know, they've kind of mastered that online social media thing mm-hmm. to where coffee's kind of like done a, a different approach to where it's like little small doses and people are, you know, either which, both of those work. But what you're saying is right. You have to have the mechanism in place to 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 be able to do those things successfully. Yeah. And I mean, Coffee, like, she has, like, fan pages and things like that, you yeah. know, where people who are fans of, she has, like, super fans that find her pictures and videos and content and they post it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then in terms of, her her weight is carried is it's so credible because she gets press. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's doing newsworthy things. So mm-hmm. she doesn't have to like toot her own horn. You know, her work is talking for her. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. She's so controversial just for being herself <laughs> and not saying anything to anybody. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. Now, you mentioned earlier um a particular sound system. Let's talk about sound of the year. Yeah, man. It's clear. Sound of the year, man. LP International, without a doubt. LP International, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, last year, I believe it was King Addies. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. But the reason why LP is on here right now is because, you know, what they're doing for the culture right now is, you know, it's ridiculous. It's very consistent, high quality um, the energy is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like every week it's like a dance in, 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 in the apartment, you know? Yo, shout out to Killer D and Puma because the energy that they, they hold up, I mean, you can't fake that. Right. So we've bigged them up, you know, before you can check the show notes to get links to view the LP Real Talk show, which is every Sunday, every Sunday evening, every Sunday afternoon. You know, the format is they play music for an hour, two, three, I don't know how long. And then they invite uh, a guest on who joins them. And the guest also plays music and they do, you know, some interview segments. And the music is purely 100% dub plates. 
And LP has such an amazing collection of music on dub plate that every time you listen, you're hearing a completely different set of music, a completely different type of energy, vibes, rhythms, selection. Yo, it's man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> last time I listened, you know, they had a different, they had, they had, the week before they had a different type of 90s juggling, then they went into a different type of 2000s juggling, and it's like, you know, certain tunes that I haven't heard, you know, them play before, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they don't even play back the same stuff again. Yeah, and the only the only other sound I could compare it to would be, you know, Downbeat. You know, where it's like, it's different vibes, but it's a similar situation to where, you know, Tony Screw is such a prolific dub plate um, cutter that, you, you you know, there's no, it's like, it's like them playing out as like a fingerprint, you know, like, <laughs> there's no two the same, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I like that analogy, the fingerprint. But yeah, man, I agree wholeheartedly, LP International, if I had to name um, somebody else to like put in the category, I, you know, while we were talking about Walshie's promotions earlier, you know, I thought about mm -hmm. uh, Mattia from Warrior Sound because yeah. he's been the the early warm DJ slash host for all of those tournaments, and then he he was uh, in a great position to take that role and do a really great great job at it because he has uh, his own radio shows and his own platform already established where he's broadcasting he has been for a while um out of his home in germany so that's one person that um like they didn't drop off this this year at all yeah definitely cool so now artists of the year reggae music i'm gonna give this one to gagamel aka mark myrie yeah man don't be afraid <laughs> aka buju banton Alright, so Buju has had the most appearances featured on American TV, international TV, BBC, radio, all that. You know, his collabs, his merchandise, his being teamed with or selected for the Pressure remix with Coffee, which is bunning down the place right now. And obviously, the 2020, Upside Down 2020 his first album in years, in about a decade, first project released after his uh, prison sentence and returning to Jamaica, returning to work. Um, he got back to work, and I think the work has been very epic. I would also agree with that artist of the year in the reggae category. I do have an honorable mention, and it's kind of weird because like, this artist has done so many things in and out of the reggae genre. I, I believe he is a reggae artist. So I would say honorable mention for me mm -hmm. is uh, Skip Marley. Skip? Okay. Yeah, man. Because, you know, I, I tried to think of, like, who's doing what, you know, in the field right now. And, you know, if strictly reggae, it's kind of it's kind of scarce, man, you know? Yeah. Um, And some would even argue... You know, Buju's doing different styles as well, but, you know, he's a reggae artist. But, yeah, I would say Skip Marley, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Skip could could be a, in the DJ category. But I think, you know, when it comes to, like, Grammy time next year, obviously Skip's going to be <laughs> hotly contesting that award 
you know, between him and Buju in my prediction, you know. I think yeah, man. one of them other brothers dropped an album too, though, like Ziggy, I think, one of them. So, you know, be careful. Look out. <laughs> Woo-y. Look out. Will they give it to Buju or will they give it to Amarley? That's going to be a show. That'll be interesting. In uh, yeah. season seven. <laughs> also, I got Protege. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there was a female category or not, you know, I think Leela Ike has had a very strong year. Yeah, I was going to mention her as well. Yeah, man. Yo, I feel like there's somebody that should get mentioned. They're just not doing it for me personally. Who's that? Right now. But um, they have an album out that's doing decent, like, within the, like, the reggae community. But it hasn't really crossed over or gone outside of that, you know, and that's Barris Hammond. Mm. Yeah, I mean, once, unfortunately, the I think the times we're in right now, like some of the older artists, you know, as as music grows and, and shifts and, you know, the, the social media thing and all of that, it's like it's harder for some of the more well-established older artists to break through, you know. And I don't know how many people outside of, the hard, no, I wouldn't say hardcore, but outside of the reggae community are aware of Barris Hammond. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, is he, does he have a lot of fans outside of just people who mostly listen to reggae music? Yeah, I think he does, but it there's a, de- a particular demographic, you know, like it stops at a certain age. So I think that that's, yeah. that's what it is. You know, like the people who are, who can make you go viral are not, they don't know who Barris is. <laughs> right. Plus, I think our age and maybe a little bit younger is probably the last generation that holds up Barris as, you know, their number one singer. Because, I, I mean, you know, last season and this season, we've asked that question to a few people. And, like, you know, especially amongst the ladies, you know, every one of them said Barris. Right. You know? Right. Um, and for some reason, that surprised me. I don't know why. <laughs> but I, I just didn't realize you know, because I, I never thought about his impact. Like, he's just always been a, like a, I guess, a stalwart, you know, type of artist in the reggae community. But yeah, I think, you know, you're right about the age thing. Once you get below a certain age, you know, it's kind of irrelevant because I guess people's parents stopped, you know, introducing them to Barris, maybe. I don't know. Oh, man, you got to be careful with that. Be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only other one that I had um, down here. Okay, I had a couple. It was um, Dub Plate Artist of the Year. Okay. And it's pretty much the same artist. You know, I have Buju and Leela Ike. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Leela. Yeah. I mean, and like Buju, since he's been back home, he's been the mark of, of whether or not you have a serious sound. You know, right. <laughs> if you could cut Buju, if you don't, if you, if, if Buju is free and you don't have Buju, you're not a, you're not a contender. You're not to be taken seriously. Correct. <laughs> oh, man. Say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These other two artists had a great year. Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about the online event of the year, which was the versus, the dance, the reggae versus. Yeah. Online event of the year. Obviously, it's not a Caribbean event, but the Caribbean was watching. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and we talked about it and and um yeah that that's a historic it was a historic one for sure so big up to bounty and beanie 
I, I know Bounty is coming out with an album soon next year. Um, so I th- we'll all be paying attention to that. Always interested to see what Bounty is bringing when he puts an album out. Yeah, I feel like Bounty has a new bounce in his step, you know? I'm expecting big things from that, y'all. I'm expecting big things. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about the songs of the year that we loved, last week <laughs> we did an episode dedicated to Sound Clash. Pick up all the Sound Clash people out there, you know what I mean? And one of the things that we were talking about is the future of the future of the Sound Clash business. And we were looking at certain indicators and you know, Agard was adamant that there are no young people <laughs> involved in sounds and that's a big problem, you know what I mean? And I've mm-hmm. I kind of agreed, you know what I mean? In the same breath, not remembering that one of our former guests on the show, Ras Jamal from Royal Ethiopian Sound, has mm-hmm. a, an, part, part of the family, yeah. Has an eleven year old daughter who has her own sound. And I've actually heard her play, so you know, shouts out to Layla Ayana. She actually writes songs and so she can do a DJ set and run a rhythm and start DJing tunes on her sound. And she can play mm-hmm. dubs at eleven years old. Um so big up to that, you know, that team um out of Savannah, Georgia. Special listening sound with Selecta Layla and mm-hmm. Yeah. So what talk talk about this phenomenon that started happening <laughs> like as soon yeah, as we so, released this episode. <laughs> well, it was before we released it. Before so Yeah, before we, we released the episode. We thought all right, we thought that maybe our recording had gotten leaked somewhere. I don't know. But literally the so what I said last week is that I don't see a bunch of um young people playing sound systems. Like literally you know, teenagers and, and below, preteens or anything like that. And then literally the next morning after recording the show, not even putting it out, it hadn't been edited yet. You know, one of the first things on my feed on, on Instagram was a video of, and it was side by side. I think it was, um, I think it was a, a, a two kids. It was two different videos playing at the same time, but it was the same kids. They were playing sound system like on a veranda and they had they had like little kids in the crowd, you know, like four or five kids, you know, giving them forwards. And then Khalil, I believe, got, did you get sent or did you see it? Like you got sent a video, right? Yeah, um, I got sent a video. Um, with- right. And it was a, it was a kid playing like, was it Idonia or something, right? Yep. Yeah, on a on a sound system, and ever since then, you know, Khalil's been definitely um, sending me videos and pictures of little kids playing either reggae music. You know, there was one where I think this little girl had like a little Sean Paul. That's a hybrid because she was scratching, she, she was, was a turntablist, yeah. but you know, it was reggae music. Yeah, so yeah, Sean Paul on one um, side playing, and then she like scratched and like mixed in um kevin little yeah. turned me on and um, yeah it was like a play on 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 phraseology in in both of the songs yeah yeah super cool you know so here's what i'm gonna do now ho- now hold on I, like i, I am, wanted to say like the, the okay that you know i didn't look for any of this i didn't go like yo let me search for this and prove you know a point no like just whenever i have time you know, I don't have a lot of time to just lollygag on social media. So, you know, every now and mm-hmm. then I'll check I'll check my feed and this is what was being like presented to me. So I'm like, you know, maybe this is um 
you know how they say like our devices are listening to us all the time? <laughs> no, I, here's what I think it is. I think you know when you buy a car. Yeah, when you say all of a sudden you notice. Even not buy a car. Um, even when you say you know what I'm gonna buy a new car. You know I'm looking at I'm looking at Hondas. Then all of a sudden you start seeing like beer Accords. Cr- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it seems like everybody's driving. So here's what I'll say. I'm I'm actually gonna double down. <laughs> on you know yo shout out to Ross Jamal you know what I'm saying thank you for reminding us you know of how prolific you know your 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 daughter is you know what I'm saying I would say this just like how in politics there's the vocal minority I'm gonna say that you know there's some people who are so into this that yes they do teach their kids some kids do end up being prolific some kids actually love it you know what I mean but here, I got to say, it's kind of like the vocal minority, though. You know, I think in order for this to thrive, I got to see it culturally pervasive throughout young culture. And that's how it was when we were teenagers and, and preteens. That's that's just me. You know, I'm not I'm not arguing with anybody. I, I appreciate who's sharing these videos and who's teaching their kids how to play sound, who's teaching their kids how to DJ you know, who's teaching their kids how to have a, a um, like, mic presence, you know, as an MC, you know, those things, scratching, all of that stuff. I appreciate every single person doing it. I would still hold to my initial hypothesis that I personally don't think there's enough people to keep this culture going in a significant way. And I do think it has been slowly becoming more and more niche, and it will continue to stay on that trajectory so yes these videos did not sway me they they are very you know positive i do enjoy them i do have mad respect to anybody teaching their kids to do that um however i still think that it's like a um what's like a like a like a glacier you know (laughs) slide sliding off the side of a mountain or something i don't know yeah the one I thought was so cool was the one with the, the little kid. Like, he had, like, a model sound system. It was, like, a miniature wall with, like, miniature speakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering, like, if that was, like, uh, if, it, you know, it was functional or if it was just a model, you know, like. Yeah, it looked like it was just a model. I don't know. Like I thought I saw types. a wire coming out the back of it that looked like it may Maybe. have been hooked up. You know what I'm saying? Like mini passive sound system speakers like oh, that, that you know oh, that doesn't so help and then like you know it was in another language it was in another country like philippines or somewhere like that um hashtag sound system culture yeah you know it doesn't help when places like uh radio shack and you know these some of these hobbyist stores when they closed mm-hmm. you know because i mean that's that's a big part of sound system i mean even for our generation you know we weren't i you know, unless you're living in a place like in Jamaica or certain places in Europe or Asia, mm-hmm. like it wasn't a big thing for us to to build speaker boxes and build amps and stuff like that. And I think um, that part of the culture, if it could come back, and I think who somebody had mentioned, I think you had mentioned actually about them talking about uh, on on Rumble Talk mm-hmm. about people. Um, starting to build back up sound system, like physical sound systems. And my immediate response to that is that can actually help out the culture a lot, you know, because dub plates are very niche and very insular at times. But if you can, 
you know, build up a culture around the sound system again, the quality of a sound system, the power of a sound system, the beauty of a sound system. I think that would be a better hope of pulling people back in than just strictly dub plate culture because we don't have the association of going to a studio anymore and talking to artists and building with artists anymore. It's like all these dub programs, like literally, you know, I just need one contact and I can get all of Jamaica on dub. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think the building of actual sound systems can bring people back in. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that. That's, you know, there's a resurgence of that. Like this is specifically in, in the United States that we're talking, but you know, if you, you need to be aware that around the world, like this, this is a growing trend, um, and it's been yeah. going on, you know. So, yeah, man, big up to all the sound system people, them, yo. You know, what I mean, little tangent there, <laughs> we broke off, all but good. it's just something to address, you know, because you know the other thing with the sound systems now, how it's coming more into play, how it's more relevant now is that if we want to do events now, you know, we, we may be prevented from doing them in clubs. Um, in, you know, enclosed spaces where sound systems are already available. But, you know, like when we talk to Stevie Culture, he turned his back porch into a stage. There's applications now where, yo, you need to have your own sound if you want to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might have a, a yard or a lawn or a space where it's outdoors, where it's safer for people to gather because of the virus. So, you know what I mean? What you're going to do you're going to string up a stage and some sound, some lights, you know what I mean? So I think there's going to be a lot yeah, more man. of that going on. It gets a lot more relevant now because of the times. Word. So let's talk about our songs of the year. At the end of this, we'll tell you about where you can find all of these songs and more. My songs, I have, I have a short list right now, but in no particular order, but then this would be my number one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my song of the year, and then everything after this is in no particular order, I would say Buju's Blessed. To me, that was the song that hit the most for me. It connected with me the most, you know, not only lyrically, but, you know, sonically. Uh, I mentioned in previous episodes when we, were, when we were reviewing, you know, Buju's album, you know, how I feel about the bass on this track. You know, I've heard it since in a lot of different cars in Brooklyn, just driving. That's a good indicator, you know, that it's a popular song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, my my song of the year um, would be Blessed by Buju Bantan. I'm leaning towards agreeing with that. That song is still heavy when it comes on, yo. And it's a 90s style, you know what I'm saying, dancehall rhythm to me. Yeah, I've seen reactions of other people, you know, like the first time hearing it. And it's always like a positive reaction. So, mm-hmm. and then it's still it's still kind of relevant, still bubbling off of that album. I mean, another song that I really really like along similar lines. It, it reminds me a little bit of of '90s dancehall, but it's a new take on it. Would be Governor and, and Idonia, Hey Man. You know, I like I like that tune as well. Those are two artists that I like the flow on it. I like the lyricism. You know, those are two lyricists that that have like a a good swagger in their style. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the tune a lot. So also, hey man, Governor and Idonia. Any others that stood out for Um, for you? I would say 
I heard it recently, the Chronics and Assassin tune. Yeah, uh, that's called Represent. Yeah. Some new EP that Sasko just dropped. Agent Sasko versus Assassin is the name of the EP. And um, so, yeah, that song features Chronics. Definitely a nice project. Definitely go grab that. Go check that out. Um, one of my number one favorite songs for this year is Pressure by Coffee and the remix. Mm-hmm. Specifically featuring Buju. I just, yeah, that tune just bad. <laughs> that tune that just bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Video is cool. It's the social commentary, which is very relevant. It just hits home for me. And it's a positive, uplifting song as we're all under the pressure in the year 2020. Other big songs for me, um, Pretty Melanin was another one. That I think is a standout song. The Buju album and the Lila IK EP for me, like those are the projects that really, when you talk about like album of the year or whatnot, mm-hmm. those are real big, man. Real big. That's some of the best of the year in terms of individual singles off of those albums. I'm a big fan of Buried Alive from Buju. Um, you already mentioned Blessed. Um, in terms of Lila IK. Stars Align is one of my favorites. Uh, Die Will, Baltimore Rhythm, probably the biggest tune on the project. I, mean, I love all those songs, you know, but not like Forget Me, Solitude. Yeah, really just I Spy, which is also a great song, just not one of my personal favorites. And then um, Where I'm Coming From, which came out last year. Yeah, man. Then like Royalty, Protégé featuring Popcorn off of his, off of Protégé's EP, and the song with Protégé and Leela off of Protégé's EP entitled In Bloom, I definitely had that in rotation a good bit this year. So those are some of the highlights, some of the favorites. Other one I would mention is just Dumplin'. Yeah, I was just about to say that too. Yeah, Big Up Stylo G, the Dumplin' remix featuring Spice and Sean Paul. One of the hottest dancehall songs of the, <laughs> of the year for sure. Yeah, man, and I gotta remind, like, I gotta ask you because I know Kabaka's on your list. What's what's your favorite Kabaka tune from this year? Yo, my favorite Kabaka tune. That's just so hard. I'm tune confused because. <laughs> well, list off, list off the ones. Kabaka, like he just dropped out. one yesterday as we're recording this. I haven't even checked it out yet. He's been putting out a song like every Friday for the past few weeks. So in reverse order, we had Trample Them which was featured as a tastemaker. And that one is, you know, the one talking about child abuse on the Baltimore Rhythm by Chun. You know, Kabaka also did Nice Up The Dance, which is the hottest track off of the Dancehall Anthems reboot album that VP put out. Um, I don't know if you, do you have a chance to check out that whole thing? Yeah, definitely no, check, yet. check it out, bro. Like, it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a few tracks off of it. But I, I didn't check out the whole thing. Yeah, I love the um the Naomi Cohen. She does splashing dashing. I think she does a good job. You know. Okay. I think you know when you have like a real singer singing a real singer's song, it's cool. But then, what's the name of the compilation again? I think it's called Dancehall Anthems. Okay. But some of the other stuff, you know, like we talked about the Tennessee. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you have people who are not really real singers singing over like a real singer's song you know so you got a problems. unique singer's song because you know tennis saw is a you not only a singer but he's a unique a very unique singer right it's very hard to you know we we spoke about this very hard to to i don't know yeah to recreate that yeah man 
You know what I mean? So yeah, Kabaka Pyramid dropped one called Energy. He dropped one called Babylon Falling. Babylon Falling was uh, one of the earlier releases in the year coming like right after, you know, not too long after George Floyd and, you know, the all the the riots and stuff in Minneapolis. So as well as other cities. Um, so yeah, definitely grateful for his contributions in 2020. And I'm looking out to the next full length project um epr album that he's gonna be uh, coming with other highlights was like the loco remix with sasco and bounty killer and, and kabaka pyramid that whole rhythm just dropped we talked about last week the loco rhythm definitely one of the toughest rhythms in a in a little while in terms of juggling mm-hmm. and then um shouts out to savannah her ep was nice the song mango i think was the biggest one check out that video if you haven't really dope savannah mango savannah in a dance hall style yeah, man. And, you know, this is just a short list of some of the things that we've, uh, some of the songs that we've been listening to this year and that stand out to us. If you want to, you can definitely get this list and more. Where, where at, Khalil? We're going to be contributing to a playlist that Pandora is going to feature. Their end of year playlist, they typically do like a best of the year for dancehall and reggae. So this year, we are among among the people that were invited to collaborate and contribute to um, creation of this playlist. It's going to be the top 20 songs of the year. Top 20 songs of 2020 playlist on Pandora. Look out for that. Um, it's probably not going to be... Sometime in December, yeah, possibly. Yeah, so, so we won't be um, able to tell you exactly where to get it or when it drops, but that's something to look yeah, forward just- to. Just sign up for Pandora and uh, keep your ears open for, you know, those playlists. That's right. So make sure that you're following Reggae Lover Podcast on Instagram at Reggae Lover Podcast. Make sure that you're following us on Facebook. The fan page is Reggae Lover Podcast. And on Twitter, the profile is Reggae Lover Pod. Yeah, man. Make sure you're following us. All the exciting things that we have going on um, are being announced. Of course, reggaelover.com, where you can hit all the shows, all the archives. want to shout out everybody in Guyana, everybody in Zimbabwe, everybody in Dominica, and everybody in Gambia who've been listening to the show and contributing to the great performance that we've had in those countries in the rankings in the last 30 days. We are number one in all those countries the number one podcast in all of those countries so Numero uno. thank you so much so in the music commentary categories number one in gambia dominica zimbabwe and guyana and in guyana we're actually the number one podcast in music period ichiban yo shout out to my fellow countrymen give thanks bana aya keep listening <laughs> Yeah, I can't do a Guyanese accent. You guys gotta forgive me. Oh, you mean by that's it? I remember one time I, I did a, a I tried to do a Guyanese accent. While she was like, "Yo, you sound more Nigerian, my bro." <laughs> <laughs> like dog, why you sound Nigerian right now, yo? Nigerian, oh, all right. Yeah. So that's the show. It's been a, a great year for the regular podcast. Thoughts and prayers to anybody who didn't have a great year. 
and you know mm-hmm. we, we hope that next year will be better yeah man uh i share that sentiment and you know everybody stay safe you know across the world we're still in the midst of a global pandemic whether or not you believe it it's the truth it's fact so everybody please stay safe wash your hands cover your face with masks you know try to stay away from at-risk people because you may have something and it may not affect you but it may affect somebody else horrifically mm-hmm. you know i say this again you know my, my pops had a heart transplant last year so this year you know i haven't seen him because he's at risk so please keep yourself safe keep your family safe co-workers everybody you know what i mean please be be kind to others yeah man so until next time, give thanks. Peace. Bless. Regular Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit regulover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at regulover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Regular Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Regular Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.